When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? The Mike Goolsby Show is back. Mr. Goolsby, did you have a good 41st birthday last weekend? Can't complain, brother. Yeah, I wish I could have been with you all, but I was um, honestly did forget it was my birthday. We had had this trip planned with my family to go up to the Northwoods or Wisconsin and go fishing for a weekend. And yeah, the night before, I'm like, oh, shoot, like it's my birthday. I got the show. Didn't have the best cell service. You know how that goes. So we just uh, kicked the can down the road. It worked great because I didn't have Tim on Saturday, so I got to have him on because he was coaching, so I got to have him on last Sunday. Um, But yeah, um, hope everyone is well in the live chat here. If you're watching back, if you're listening via podcast, appreciate you all. Hit that thumbs up, of course, on the video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think we're over 23,000 subscribers. Um, By far the biggest Notre Dame YouTube channel. Other than the yeah. curious to see where we're at after this weekend, after this big game, right? Might add a few thousand. God, oh, dude, I've got big plans for this week on our YouTube channel. A lot more content than we usually have, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And we're even planning a pretty big crossover between Blue and Gold, and then another Notre Dame YouTube channel. I'll let you guys actually let me text the guy to see if if we're still on for that because I will forget. Um, it's who I think it is. Get me on that show. I'll, we'll talk offline. We'll talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll have my people talk to your people, Mike. Um, but uh, let's just let's just open it up. To let's just talk. Sam Hartman, right? He had a pretty nice game: sixteen to twenty-six, three hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns. Uh, and then Tyler Buckner did not have a great game. Started in his first start for Alabama, Mike, and. So let's just let's just talk about that before all the super chats flood in and everyone wants to talk about that. Mike, you have the floor. What do you want what do you want to tell Notre Dame fans right now? Are there that many super chats teed up about the my they will, they, they will we haven't gotten any yet, but I they will come if we avoid the topic. Well, so yeah. Just, so taking a look into how the sausage is made prior to our show, Mike's singer calls me. It's like, hey man. You should ostensibly, Mike, you're like, have a statement prepared, right? Pretty much. More Pretty or much. less. And I'm like, and I'm sitting to myself, I'm like, we got people shitting their pants on air and they don't have to make a statement. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, why do I over Tyler Buckner, or Sam Hartman? <laughs> so the thing is, Sam Hartman's a great quarterback. I've always thought he's a great quarterback. I just preferred Buckner for a couple different reasons that which I've highlighted damn near every episode, if not every other episode on here. You know, I like the concept of building a program around a quarterback that's going to be in your building for more than a year. Sue me. 
Uh, I like a, a quarterback that can run around, can bring a little bit of spontaneity to a game. Sue me. You know, I, I've just watched enough of these big time, you know, playoff type atmosphere games. And that's just like going back to like a Vince Young. You know, it's like you need a guy that can make something happen on his own. And I thought Tyler Buckner had that ability to do so. And it's still a big part of me, brother, still thinks that, you know, but yeah, he, he looked looked bad in his opening start. I was super excited for the kid. Um, I don't think anybody's got anything bad to say about him as a person, as you know, a character. You know, you alluded to this when you touched on this with Tim the other night. But um, yeah, maybe I was wrong in terms of my eval. But I could just go back to again, Tim and yourself referenced this. Like his his high school film got me excited, and I was just like, you know, you had you'd been kind of waiting that anticipation. You know, through COVID, you didn't get a chance to really see him play. It was just like, man, here he is. We got a quarterback that we could build around. And uh, I was wrong. And it's, that was never a slight on Hartman's abilities. I still think that Tyler's got a, a higher ceiling or had a higher ceiling than Sam does. I don't think Sam's a, a special quarterback. So I mean, it's going to make something happen on his own. Um, and we'll talk, talk about that in the, in the Ohio State game. But And then the other thing that I think is critical – in terms of my statement is like this was presented to us as in the fan base and even those kids like in the locker room, that this is a competition between Hartman and Buckner and, you know, months down the road, you kind of put some pieces together and it was never really a competition. I think Sam was all but guaranteed the position and maybe rightfully so, but that's why you lost a quarterback in Tyler and he transferred elsewhere because he thought, he got his change jerked around. So and I supported him through that. If anything, Buckner probably should have known right away, like, hey, this is not a competition. Hartman's coming to start. So then Buckner could have left in January and had mm -hmm. spring ball with Bama or something like that. Like, honestly, right? Yeah. I just, my heart goes out to Tyler because like, I think he's an exceptional kid. I just thought he was different, you know? It's like a scratch golfer. He's a fantastic mm -hmm. student. Probably plays multiple instruments. Probably speaks a couple different languages. The kid's just different. Yeah. Um, but when you watch him play anymore, Mike, it's like he needs to get an NIL deal with, you know, Xanax or something. Oh, the kid's got to relax. Like, you can tell he's so tense. And I, you know, I love a conspiracy theory, Mike. Like, just I can't help it. But okay. I'm like, is that a byproduct of Reese? You think you know, maybe like, he needed a new quarterback's coach? Perhaps. I mean, well, he never really had a quarterback's coach under Reese. You know, I mean, he was kind of wearing two hats, an OC and an uh, – I'm just saying – the nature of the way coach Reese coaches the position, you know, infamously he's yelling at uh, Drew Pine on the phone, do your effing job. Right. Maybe Tyler doesn't take to that coach. Maybe he wants to take to that coach. But when you see Tyler out in the field, the last several times we've seen him, he looks shook. He doesn't look like he's having a lot of fun and that yeah. breaks my heart to see. Yeah. So I think that puts a nice, Nice bow on it for now. God willing. But yeah, and it's been, and after a while, and you and I talked on this, I mean, um, we've always said conflict creates conflict. Con uh, conflict creates content, rather. And yeah. it's, it was uh, kind of that conversation was just kind of the gift that kept on giving. So yeah. why not lean into it? This conversation is just going to be the rest of Hartman's time at Notre Dame. And it'll only get worse the better he does, right? Um, so that's just... 
that's just how it is. Um, it's kind of you made your your bed and you got to lie in it. You got it like this is. Hey, people want to talk about this with uh, Mike Goolsby, and I'm I'm here for it for the most part. Yeah, personally, um, it, got, it got me through the off season. Always yeah. gave me something to talk about, as if our off season wasn't tumultuous enough. Right. So uh, a couple comments here that I I thought were interesting. Andrew said Drew Pine had a great day yesterday. Singer, do you have a statement? <laughs> you like to defend him last year? You guys got to understand. Goolsby calls calls me the uh, eternal optimist, so. I tend to just see things glass half full. So, you know, if people last year, um, you know, uh, were negative pine, I, I would be like, guys, he's not as bad as it seems. But if, if for whatever reason, people would have been the opposite on pine, be like, oh, look at Drew Pine. He's, he's the best thing ever. I'd be like, all right, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Like Hartman, I, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet. I put out like, what do you think about Sam Hartman through four games? I don't mean, I got people tweeting Heisman, 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 he's Jesus Christ, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, great. let's bump the brakes a little bit. Like, let's, let's see Ohio State. But that's, that's just kind of me. I'm, 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 I'm steady singer right in the middle. But yeah, Drew Pine, not great. Not great either. I, I, I didn't see um, a single pass from Pine. I just saw the stat line. Um, Goolsby, I don't know if you are on like TikTok, you know, like Instagram Reels guy or anything. But do you ever see one of those little short videos where it's like, oh, so-and-so's highlight reel, like Aaron Rodgers' highlight reel with the Jets. And it's him running out and him getting hurt, and it's just like a joke. You ever okay. see one of those? I saw one of those on, on, on TikTok today of Tyler Buckner and his debut at Alabama. So that's the only time I got to see Buckner's, and it, it was not very good. Yeah, um, I think But it, it, if you turn the page and talking about that situation at Bama at large, you know, yeah, I mean that quarterback room is is a mess, and I I tended to like Tommy as a play caller. Never loved his recruiting, never loved his development, but I yeah. did defend him as a play caller. Yep. And I mean, I just think that holistically, that whole situation at Bama with the quarterbacks. I mean, that's it's a bit of an indictment on Coach Reese. Yeah. You know, or, you know, and it's just it's a little bit more of the same of what we saw at at Notre Dame. Now, I'm also in, indicting whoever messed with Tyler Buckner's motion because I, I know you watched the show yesterday or listened back to it where I pulled up that tweet from that co- guy covering Georgia who said mm-hmm. the same thing about Buckner that I've been saying since I saw him at that Elite 11. Like, I, he changed something. Um, so, yeah, indictment on that. Um, a couple other comments. Chris says, let's not bully Goolsby, everyone. Well, good luck trying to bully Goolsby. Look at the guy. Um, we all thought Buckner was going to be a lead at Notre Dame and we were all wrong. Absolutely. I mean, you read my articles about him in high school. I mean, we all thought he was. And then Adam had a good comment. This is why I'm not excited about CJ Carr yet has to be proven. Like guys, this is, this is also why like on the car thing, Kevin says the the word Mike is contrarian. Like I, I guess, but also I like try to just bring people down a little bit. Like, not down in like, uh, you know, an Eeyore kind of way, but down to earth. Like we need to calm down a little bit. Like if people are crowning Carr already to be the next greatest thing, just like we crowned Buckner, it's just it's just too soon. We got to take a little bit of context. I'm not trying to poo-poo excitement, but. No, and you've got a really interesting vantage point too, Singer, just because you're basically the moderator of that message board. Um, so it's like, you know, you see, I mean, you're immersed in fandom in you know, the fanaticism that that brings, right? And as someone who did not grow up a Notre Dame fan, right? Sure. So it's, it's, you know, not as much um, emotion. You know, I, I obviously have emotion in this, but, you know, different emotion. Great point. 
So great point. Well, so you said, you know, your job is just to kind of tamp things down and bring people back to earth, yeah. you know. At this point, four games into the year, yeah. What's your perspective in terms of Notre Dame fandom, how they view Hartman? Does he walk on water yet? Yes. Okay. I said the same thing about like Marcus Freeman in his first off season. Like people just love Freeman to death. It was such a great first off season for him, right? Ex- you know, excluding the Oklahoma State game. But I was like, guys, as soon as you know Notre Dame allows a touchdown or something, you're all going to be calling for his job. Like that's just that's just how it is. So mm-hmm. right now, I mean, Sam Hartman has basically had a perfect first four games, like a, a, as good as you would hope for. And I think has exceeded most expectations, but it's not (laughs) what he did against central Michigan and and NC state. And some of these teams is not going to be the same against Ohio state. It's just not. That's what that's, I was waiting for your, but yeah, I share the same, but I still don't believe, I mean, I'm thinking about this. I almost need, like I need an analogy. I mean, Hartman would be like a maybe like a Chase Daniels. You know, who Chase Daniels is yeah, Mike? really Missouri played. Yeah, in Missouri dude. He's been a backup in the league for 10, 15 years, you know, probably 12, 13 years. Yeah. It's not quite that, but if you plucked whatever team Chase Daniels is the backup for currently, if you pluck Chase Daniels from let's just say the Saints, I know he spent some time down there and plugged him into Notre Dame's offense and line them up against Tennessee State, Navy, NC States, and the Central Michigans of the world, That's this is what you might get. I mean, he's 24 years old. He's played a lot of football. So it's yeah. like I love the excitement, and I, I think it's been, it's been awesome, dude. Like the confidence, the stability that he brings to the team, the, the excitement balls. that he's brought to the fan base. Sorry, Mike. The deep balls. The deep balls, we uncorked a few of those this, this week, but – I just have such a critical eye. You played wide receiver, you know, in your high school games before a game and you're warming up. What do they call it? Pat and go, right? Pat, pat sure. and go. Yeah. And he's just, it's pat and go out there. There's no pressure in his face. He's got three, four, five seconds to, to get rid of the ball. I don't know how realistic it is when we start to, you know, step up the level of competition. So we didn't bring Sam Hartman in here with all the good things. And all the puppy dogs and all the rainbows and the cotton candy and the sunshine that we all feel for Sam Hartman as a fan base, we didn't bring him in here to look perfect against Central Michigan. You brought all that experience in here to light up in Ohio State. So this is when my real critique of Sam Hartman, through my purview, brother, um, I really don't care about any of his prior stuff. Yeah, He's got to perform in these big games. He does. But what I don't want is the opposite to happen. If if there's any sign of struggle against Ohio State for the guy, I would say call him a kid, but he's older than me. Joking, he's not. Um, but it's like, oh, see you guys, he's awful, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like it's it's got like there's got to be there's context when he's playing like the second coming of Jesus out here. Obviously, kidding. Does have a beautiful luscious beard though. Like there's context to that, but then you know. Unless he just absolutely lays an egg and everyone else is like, he's got time. He's still laying an egg. You know, we got to understand there's context to that too, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. And then the, the fan reaction, um, 
then, I mean, I think we're going to play really well against Ohio State. I do have a few areas of concern. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – he, you know, the, the, the QBR rating, the completion percentage, you know, against an NC State wasn't as good as it was against the Tennessee State and or even yeah. a, a Central Michigan. And a lot of that was due to he didn't, he didn't have the time to get comfortable. And I've said – I know this to be true. I believe this to be true. If you do give Hartman time, yeah, he's going to cut you up. He's going to dissect the defense, put that experience to use. But like the Rocco Spindler, the Pat Coogan, Blake Fisher hasn't been playing great this year. I mean, we saw a simple twist stunt against Central Michigan that almost got Sam hurt. Rocco got ran over. So stuff <laughs> like that. I mean, Ohio State's Tim's Tim talks about all the day all day, all day long. Ohio State's got a bunch of freaks. Yeah. So. The, the, this this game, as far as Sam Hartman is concerned, comes down to interior protection more so than it does wide receiver separation to me. It's like, but you got to give, you got to keep them, keep them upright. Are you looking forward to going to the Ohio State game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got some stuff going on this week. Um, you and me, both, brother. Yeah, so until I get in the car and drive out there, I'm just going to think about what to pack, <laughs> you know, for the game. But I've got some buddies, some college buddies that are coming in. So it, it should be a hell of a weekend. And I'm thinking, man, this is the biggest Notre Dame game since the 05 Bush Push game, and I was at that game. Really? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be at that game. So it has to be. I mean, this is a big game, dude. Georgia, set was that 17? I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of, like, opponent. But, yeah. That's this is big. a big game. Well, when I hope, uh, fans, I hope the fans lose their effing minds. Like, I hope, I hope, I'm, I'm curious to see how much Scarlet and Gray is going to be make its way into the stadium. Um, but I just hope it's, I hope it's raucous. I hope yeah. it's wild. And uh, if you are like Goolsby and you're thinking about what you need to pack for the Notre Dame game, I will consider just throw this on, on your plate. How about? How about home field apparel? Um, I look great in the home field apparel from what my wife tells me. And I think you would as well. Uh, it's a really cool company. You know, we, we have some awesome sponsors and I'm always fired up to talk about home field. We'll get to Super Chats in just a moment, folks. Um, company based out of Indianapolis and they have um, officially licensed comfortable clothing. And uh, their Notre Dame designs are pretty sweet, folks. I really do love them. They went back into the archives to get those old school Notre Dame designs, and they have um, some really unique and thoughtful, um, you know, clothes. Okay, so their designs are authentic and shows the nostalgia of your Fighting Irish team. And I can't wait to see you all rocking your home field apparel at that Notre Dame Ohio State game. They actually have licenses to over 150 colleges, so you can find, you know, that college gear. Um, for a lot of schools so maybe buy something for yourself and then you know that family member um, you know that you got to buy that birthday gift for you can get them something too but really it's a way to sneak yourself um, you know some cool swag so the site is easy to shop and find that perfect college gear um, for your first game day outfit uh, maybe of this Notre Dame season um, so sh check it out homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code bluegold23 and you will get 15% off your first purchase, uh, blue gold 23, 15% off at homefield.com. Uh, um, if you are just like Domerwap and are joining now, please do hit that thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to our channel, of course. 
Um, and uh, Mike, we got some super chats to go through. Um, if, if you do not mind, Beef Stick, great name. Haven't seen you in here a while, Beef Stick. Uh, he says, Singer, you're the best. Me, really? I love your channel. <laughs> well, thank you. Ghouls be man, no sense of humor, not a drinking bro. I'd have a brew with Mike, and I'm assuming Mike Singer. Um, and then Beef Stick dropped another five. He said, and by having a brew with Mike, calm down, Goolsby. I meant singer. Goolsby type of dude to tell a joke and just stare at you in anger. Uh, Beef Stick, that is very incorrect. And I think you need to rethink that because I would personally much rather have a beer with Goolsby than singer if I were you. So there you go. Oh, sorry, Mike. I muted you, buddy. Yeah, I go just ahead. love the internet. Somebody can give you a $5 bill and insult you. It's like, what a, what a time to be alive. Uh, I, I sense some sarcasm jokes in there. I hope he stick because I would not be the one to uh, to hang out with. So uh, only 81 likes and 600 plus in the chat. So let's get on that, folks. Please do hit the uh, hit the thumbs up. Um, uh, Andrew says, Goolsby is the man. Question, what was the deal with our run defense against Central Michigan? Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the, the defense, Andrew, because I had quite a bit of notes. I do think I think the lazy answer, Andrew, is that we missed JD Bertrand, and there's an element to that. But I, I'm starting to feel like a little bit of sh like shades of of last season, where teams that shouldn't be able to these these teams have sustained drives, where they they just gash you up the middle, and Jason Garrett mentioned something on the broadcast. And I assume he knows Al Golden, you know, they're NFL guys. And he said part of Al, or Al Golden's ostensibly, he said Al Golden's philosophy is all or nothing. So it's 100% coverage on any given down, or it's 100% pressure on any given down. And the defense as a whole is a little bit concerning. Forget the lack of pass rush. Forget the poor tackling turnovers has kind of been hit and miss those tend to be contagious it's a shame we didn't get any this week after we had three the week prior but it's just poor run fits to answer the question finally Andrew it's poor run fits and sometimes you know you're trying to hit your blitz uh off the snap you're trying to sync it up with the cadence which works perfect if it's a, a passing scenario but oftentimes and I've been I fell victim to this it's like all that guard has to do or all that center has to do is just knock you off a little bit and you get bounced out of your gap. There's too much of that 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 happens. We saw it last year where guys just aren't gap sound. Um, you don't have like the size at the linebacker position where people can kind of engage at the second level and throw off. You know, they can kind of hold their ground. You don't see that with a Kaiser um, or with a JD as hard as they play and as smart as they have. They, they have they've been – and Marist, you know, who's looked great early in the season, um, I wasn't quite ready to anoint him because I still don't believe that Maris, any sort of play to him, anything head on, any sort of misdirection, he can't diagnose it. He's great flying to the ball, like fast flow over the top. He's great at like running and hitting. But if you run at him, he can't make sense of it. He tends to just drift out of the box. It's rare if ever you see him insert instinctually like in the run game. So I'm still a little bit perplexed by Golden's scheme. I really am. 
Um, so that was from Andrew. Appreciate that. Mike says, agree with Mike Goolsby. We can't become known as transfer, um, you know, UQB, which is something that I've, uh, you know, thrown out there as my, uh, as a thought. I think Tyler can probably show his, uh, his ability next year after a transfer to Stanford. Um, but yeah, Mike, I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming you, you kind of heard my, uh, talk maybe on my Wednesday show with Hyde no, about the what if. What if we just stopped recruiting high school quarterbacks? No, not, no you don't stop. Now, I think the, the the negative side effect would be, well, what trans what, what high school quarterback does want to come here now if if that's what you you keep doing. But I think the argument, you know, is you got to be a sales pitch of well, we go to the transfer portal when really we 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 don't see our high school guys have it. Um, like if CJ Carr, or if like I think you can. Right, Mike, if you're a coach, like you can know pretty soon, I feel like after some college practice, like, has this guy got some shit or does he not? You know, like uh, quarterback might be an exception. You know, you need some live game reps, but still, I don't know. I just that, that's that's kind of my, my thought right now is if you I mean, you don't want to start some guy on your team or that you recruited just for the just for the heck of it, you know, so if you don't, yeah, it's so layered. It's so yeah. layered. Okay. And it's like, you know, what do you with anything? It's like, what are, what are we going after? So are we recruiting these traits. You know, the defensive players that Freeman's brought in, it's kind of like you can kind of look at them and there's some commonality between all of them in terms of the way they're built. Like again, they're they're multiple on defense. It's like, okay, this fits Freeman's scheme overall based off of these traits. Still need to be developed, but they have the, these traits. So, for the quarterback, are we looking for certain physical traits, uh, which would be nice for once? Because all of our quarterbacks, all we've ever talked about since I've been around here, is intangibles, right? Um, yeah, and you, it's always going to be a mixed bag based off the high school level of competition, whatever. So, it's like, I, I mean, you, you've got to recruit the, the the position in high school. But I've like, if I'm a CJ Carr, if I'm some top five, top stud quarterback coming out of high school and there's so much money to be made in the NIL era transfer portal. It's like, why wouldn't a CJ car go to like a central Michigan and just light it up for like two years and then transfer to freaking Georgia and go make a couple million dollars, you know, just get your develop. It's like get your development at a lesser program and a lesser conference and then make the jump. So sort of like what Hartman did. Yeah. To a degree, but you would do it intentionally. So dude, you're giving some recruits some ideas. <laughs> I mean, dang, that'd well, be great about it. Cause you're, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go commit to a, you know, a USC or I'm going to go commit to an Ohio state. And it's like, well, they don't, they don't have faith in me to develop me for two years. So then they just go pluck the next guy. This is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I don't blame the schools for doing it. Right. But it's definitely something that a high school kid needs to take into consideration yeah because notre dame is not the only school that is really going into the transfer portal to get quarterbacks right i think it's something like close to half of power five schools have a starting quarterback from the transfer portal so uh domer wap wants to know thoughts on buckner pine and reese and weekend so domer wap you're going to need to rewind to the beginning of the show um because we already talked about that but i really do appreciate the the two dollars and the support my friend um this is just a show of super chats, Mike. So we, they just keep coming in. We got some good questions. Mm. Eric asks, "Do you believe Notre Dame will be able to effectively run the ball against Ohio State?" Ooh, that's the million dollar question, Eric. Everybody wants to talk about Hartman because it's sexy, you and know, he it's, is. 
Jesus Christ, Mike. Um, <laughs> you're you're a married man to a hey. We're all thinking it. lady, <laughs> if I believe. I've never seen her. But um, that's true. the question, Eric. Is like who who is more impactful to Notre Dame football in its current state? Is it Estime or is it Sam Hartman? So who are we going to take away? If we're going to go the Bill Belichick route and we're going to take away something, you know, and uh, Estime looks better than I could have ever dreamed. I think he's got that DNA to put a team on his back. I just think he's built like that. He's him, as they say, Mike, you know, uh, Himothy, as, as you referenced. So... I do think we're going to be able to run the ball. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And somebody's got to kind of make a play. But if I'm Ohio State, I'm trying to run it down the center of Notre Dame's defense. And if I'm Notre Dame, I'm trying to kind of do the same thing. Um, going back to last year, this the Ohio State game, Coach Freeman's you know first big game environment, he wanted to play bully ball. I don't see him pulling any cards out of his sleeve and trying to switch things up. I think he's going to go back to that. I really do. And uh, I do think we'll be able to effectively run the ball. I don't know if we're going to get, you know, a 75 yard chunk play, but um, that's going to be interesting is who can, who's, who's going to put the game on their, on their shoulders, estimate and or Hartman. If you guys remember the NC state game before the break, right. With the, the delay, Notre Dame went, I think it was the first three drives. It was like three and outs. Hartman got rattled. NC State basically said, we are coming after Hartman. If we're going to load the box to stop the run game, we're going to make you guys beat us deep. That's got to be the game plan for Ohio State, right? It has I mean, to be. Central Michigan be. played, I mean, those two, the deep ball to Tyree, where the hell is the safety? Um, and then the, the ball to Merriweather. Garrett called that was Central Michigan's best cornerback who just bites on the hold and stays out route. You know, Ohio State's going to have better, better DB. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, again, forgive me, but I wasn't blown away by the, the Merriweather thing. It's just that was pitch and catch. You know, there's no pressure. He's got time. It's beautiful back there, and he just lets one go. And it's, he throws a beautiful deep ball. Nobody's taking anything away from that. But how pretty is it if he's getting hit in the jaw? Um, fascinating kind of juxtaposition here. Sometimes I want Golden to just play vanilla defense. Let's just line up and play, you know? Take the scheme, take the stuff out of it. It'll never happen. But take the designer defense out of it. Let's just line up. Let's just square up and play. I don't know if Ohio State is going to need to bring a designer defense in the way that you saw at NC State do. I think... Ohio State can play Ohio State's D can play Notre Dame's O in the in the manner that I'm hoping that or wishing that we could. They don't need to bring extra guys. I mean, they got NFL NFL guys with their hands in the ground playing D line for them. I think my guy can beat Rocco Spindler one on one. I do. All right, uh, Kevin says regarding my comment about NC State said the the weather was ass when they went three now. Oh, it's just that's true. The weather wasn't great, but still. Still went three and out. And that's what they did. Uh, and, you know, Jaden Thomas dropped a, a ball he should have caught. But anyways, um, Mike, you know, we talked about Hartman and, and, and his good looks. 
Okay, so here's a picture of Hartman for our, our YouTube audience. You guys ever watch the show Shit's Creek? Have you ever watched that show, Goolsby? Oh, yeah. Is, okay. My wife was like, for a full day, she was like, who does that guy look like? I asked I asked her if she thought Hartman was handsome, and, and she said no. And I was like, what are you looking at? I don't know. But this is who she thinks he looks like. That's a great but, call. But See, my, girlfriend, my girlfriend, I think, is just trying to make me feel good. But she's like, oh, yeah, he's not that good look. And she's like, I hate his beard and his hair. I'm like, okay, sure, honey. You know, sure. No, he's a good looking dude. And yeah, I would say he looks like that guy. I told you, man, I think next Bachelor, ABC's next Bachelor, Sam Hartman, coming to a TV screen near you. Eric, thanks for the super chat. Uh, Juicy J uh, says, Goolsby, there's a lot of concern with the linebacker play. If you were a linebacker coach, what would you do differently? It's tough to say because I don't know what they're being taught. Um, but I was working with a line, college linebacker Saturday morning. Uh, he's redshirting. And it's just like I teach kids to key the back and you feel everything in front of you. And at a certain point in time, like a Marist, it's like, okay, I know maybe if you know they're running an inside zone read, quarterback to side, like I know your assignment is the quarterback, but if the ball's declared, like go to the ball. I don't need you to show me on film that you understand you're supposed to have the quarterback. You're not playing an option where you always have to honor your responsibility whether they have the ball or not. Um. But I, yeah, I, I, again, I just come. I think it comes down to answer the question, GCJ. I still don't believe Marist has down, downhill instincts. I just don't. He's side to side, very violent player. He's going to play in the NFL. I, I mean, he's an athlete. He looks a lot better physically. I just don't think he has downhill instincts. And I think JD does to a degree, but he's small. And he's a JD is a smidge of a second slower this year than he was last year because he's all creatined out, dude. He is a puffball on the sidelines. It's like, and he's a, there. You see a lot of plays where he tries to take a good angle and he just misses that tackle where he would have made it last year. So, Maris, basically, what you're saying about Marist is he looks like a million bucks, he's got all the talent, but just. Maybe there's something uh, like just kind of the between the ears reading the game of football. Something's something, something like I said. Yeah, that ball declares and it's you over there. Like? Say that again. You know, it kind of sounds like your favorite quarterback, Tyler. But uh, yeah, I was I was going to go. That. I made the same same connection. In my you got mind. there, too. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, Maris has played better, but it's like. Yeah, I get Maris. It's like, oh, he's coming off of an ankle injury. It's like, well, is he healthy or not? If he's yeah. not healthy, we're going to rest him. But no, he plays the most snaps on the defense last year. And I just have a difficult time, always will, if you're a, the starting will linebacker and you leave a game against a Central Michigan where you played three and a half quarters and you had two tackles, make it make sense to me. Yeah. yeah. I did like that. Goolsby's number one guy he loves and the number one guy he criticizes the most. I just find it funny that they're kind of similar in that, but yeah. Along. Uh, Joseph with the $2 super chat says kids with an edge play uh, kids with an edge to play on the edge. Do we have them? Uh, I, I think, I think there's, um, I think we do. So I think like uh, Howard Cross playing his tail off. I think Maris plays his tail off. I think Benjamin Morrison's a competitor. I think Xavier Watts is one of those kids. 
you know, you're talking about kids that are willing to kind of step up and take it. Some of the stuff that we talked about with Chris Zorch, Mike, you know, somebody going yep. to willing to call their own number and step up and make a play and compete. I do think you have a good mix. I think JD is that guy to a degree. I think he is a little bit physically limited, but again, if he's giving you all he has, uh, there's nothing more you could ask for. So like in this game, to answer Joseph's question, the guys that I still have a little bit of a question mark, numero uno is uh, Cam Hart. You know, and I'll talk to him. It's like, Cam Hart, you're going to the NFL. You are. You got the measurables. You yeah. got the speed. You're going to be a workout warrior. You're going in the NFL. Okay? Yeah. Benjamin Morrison's going to the NFL. But Benjamin Morrison, up to this point, has got a better resume than you. You're a fifth-year senior captain, Ohio State on the road, all these stud-wide receivers. Like, go make some gosh-darn money this game. Like, elevate, yeah. jump up a couple rounds this game. Yeah. So, Cam Hart's one of those guys. Riley Mills is one of those guys. You know, everybody's, uh, you know, drooling all offseason. Oh, he's over 300 pounds. I texted him. And, I, you know, before I knew that, I'm like, get down to 280 because you were in terrible shape against that USC game. You're like, he was sucking win. Where has Riley Mills been this season? Um, so he's another one of those guys that ought to step up this week. I, th I think um, – and I keep forgetting to the poor kid. Thomas Harper is exceptional. Dude, exceptional. He is, he is Tariq Bracey, but he's a better athlete. Yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that's got an edge. So there's enough sprinkled in throughout the defense. And sorry if I'm just – I'm correlating that with the defensive side of the ball. But Cam Hart's got to have a game. And Riley Mills has got to have a game. I think Jordan Botello has that edge. But this is one of those games where it's just like pin your ears back and get your name called, Jordan. Yeah. All right. We got uh, more comments as we uh, continue the show. I don't know if anyone noticed the seven o'clock time change. Hmm. Singer's got to watch them Dolphins kick Tim Hyde's Patriots <laughs> um, on the backside at eight twenty Eastern. So you know that's what I will be doing. So I appreciate you guys coming <laughs> up an hour early, selfish Singer. Um, but Mike, let's talk about Irish Realty. Uh, oh, net. It's your ticket to football weekend enjoyment as it presents the Eddie Square townhomes. These three, four, and five-bedroom townhomes offer everything the Notre Dame football fan could want. 30 renovated and refurbished townhomes have the location you want with the gathering space to kick back and enjoy your weekend in South Bend. And Eddie Square townhomes are now available for purchase and affordably priced starting at just $349,900. So please stop by and visit the new model just off Eddie Street. That's close to campus, the East Race, and downtown South Bend. So check out Eddie Square Townhomes at irishrealty.net. Uh, Eddie Square Townhomes at irishrealty.net. Uh, How many yards for Tua? About tree fitty. All right. Um, Michael wants to know, who do you think should be the guest picker for game day? All I got to say is Goolsby is going in for the game. That's, that's all I got to say. Goolsby will be there. Um, so, you know. The guest all. picker? Yeah, for, for game day? Do you follow comedy much, Mike? I don't think I don't think Shane Gillis is a big enough name. But he's a, he's a, he's a comedian. He's a guy that got thrown off of SNL. Sorry, I asked you a question. Didn't wait for an answer. Go ahead. No, please. I, you know I don't like answering yeah, that Yeah, he's question. kind of in that Joe Rogan, you know, all these all these comedians kind of all bounce off of one another in that kind of YouTube sort of I'm, – I'm a fan of those guys, but 
you know, Shane Gillis is a diehard Notre Dame fan. He was over in Ireland, um, actually partying with Brady Quinn over there. If you listen to him tell the story, and uh, got into a little dust up at a bar. But off the top of my head, I'd be like, you know, a Shane Gillis could be a great guest picker. I don't know if he's a big enough name. He's no Chris the rock, said, right? It said he's going to be at the game. I don't know. I got to get that guy's number. Um, um, Jerome Bettis will be at the game. Yeah, I know but of- you know that that guest picker tends to be in entertainment, singer, Hollywood, etc. Right? I mean, they just had oh, the rock. Speaking of singer, the ESPN wants to send me up. Carson Daly used to be a big Notre Dame. I'm trying to think of guys that are affiliated with Notre Dame. So I, we'll we'll find out. They'll they'll figure it out. It's a big big game. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting. Um, I, this I thought this was from early, this is from earlier in the show. I thought this Vince was Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's my guest, by the way. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I like it. Go ahead. Uh, Michael says, don't need to buy into the hype of car, but have to buy into Angeli. Listen, regarding Angeli, I more just love the kid. And I'm, I'm pretty open about my bias and that I don't know if he's going to start next year. Like, I, I think I've kind of, you know, kind of made that into more of a meme and a joke. And, Agreed. But uh, do love do love the Angelis. Um, D3GA says, what would you grade Freeman, Freeman after four games? Do you see big improvements from last year? Is he the next great coach at Notre Dame? Uh, I, I think for $5 for us to really spend a ton of time on these questions, probably not enough, but Mike, we can, we can go rapid fire here. Uh, what, what would I grade? I give him an, I give him an A. Yeah. I mean, I think it else? took some, I think it, take, it took some major stones to bring in Hartman. I think to allow that collective NIL, whatever that looked like, the book will get written one day to be able to do pull that off at a place like Notre Dame. I think he deserves a lot of a credit. I think a lot of the uh, attention that he's brought to the program has been pretty remarkable. Like, you know, the media things, um, it seems like, I mean, he's like Deion Sanders light to a degree, minus the sunglasses. I mean, he puts himself out there, which is good for the program. Uh, so yeah, I give him I give him an A. Um, the teams the teams looked a little bit more locked in. Obviously, I think they're looking past Central Michigan. It was a little sloppy. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely give him an A. And I think yeah. that all, all all signs are pointing up. I mean, truly. Yeah, I guess we didn't really talk about the game itself, but yeah, it was just kind of sloppy, but never, never in, in doubt that they were the only. Win. Yeah, the only the only like, like other note that I think is significant that I had about the game itself is like. You know, people can talk about, well, we need to clean up tackling. We need to clean up, you know, technique, et cetera. There's things that need to get cleaned up. But the way that this this 2023 schedule was set up, Michael, it was designed for all of this to be cleaned up coming out of Essential Michigan. So you're, in essence, you know, the crescendo or the peak is kind of that Ohio State. And if we still got a couple things that need to be cleaned up, it worries me. So then you get into is a Rocco Spindler getting ran over. Is that a footwork thing? Is that a physical limitation thing? Or is it a technique thing? And four games into this, there's certain spots where you have some physical ability limitations where it makes you kind of hold your breath going into Ohio State. Okay. Um, See, I I would give an A. Do you see uh, big improvements from last year? If we're talking about Freeman specifically, I think just as overall how he's carried himself. I, I think, you know, the big shift from oh, this is all about winning a national championship to like, yeah, let's take this week by week kind of thing. I don't I, I just think overall he seems like a more experienced guy, knows what he's doing. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, 
I think Zorch touched on this when we had him on that he was kind of breaking Marcus's balls about like, you know, I, I wanted Zorch wanted anybody but Marcus to get hired just because of the inexperience. And he was like, man, I was shocked when you got hired. And Marcus said, me too, brother. Like Marcus was surprised that he got the job. So there was absolutely an element of him being uncomfortable in that role in yeah. last year. And it's like, yeah, you have to acknowledge it, but I don't think anybody was, you know, crucifying him for it. So he's definitely take, taken more ownership of the the role. Um, and, dude, all this offseason, new strength coach, you know, new offensive coordinator, you name it, down the, down the line, it's his program. So there's been a lot of, a lot of changes. Okay. And most of them, it's worked out thus far. All right, uh, and is he the next great coach at Notre Dame? We will see. Uh, Domers, yeah, okay, so we covered that one. Um, yeah, Domer, uh, rewind, uh, earlier in the show. John says, Hey, Goolsby, can you provide any insight into why we have linebackers pass rushing heads up against guards? Uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we, us pass rushers, we recruited to do that? I'll let you, uh, decipher that last one. There. So, like, the question is, uh, Pass rushing head up on guard. So I'm assuming like you're saying they're they're pre they're pre-aligned, like pre-snap, they're lined up and like they call that a mug technique. It's it's some of it's John, it's like it's Al Golden trying to be cute, and it's like, oh, are we blitzing or are we dropping? Are we blitzing or are we dropping? So if it was if you had dedicated interior pass rush guys, true D linemen doing that, the thought would be that you would lose that element of surprise where they're going to drop into coverage like a, you know you know like a zone blitz where you're gonna have your nose tackle just play in the middle of the field my bigger question is is like the frequency at which we do this and the frequency at which we we bring the house and the lack of sacks and i've heard you on this show singer of all people be like well i don't care if we get the sack you know it's nice enough to just move the quarterback off the spot it's like f that dude I mean, a sack is the next best thing to an interception. Okay. You know, it just is in terms of momentum or whatever. It's like, oh, well, we forced the quarterback to throw an incompletion because we moved him off his spot versus putting him on his back. There's no difference. I mean, it's it's night and day difference. So we never get home, yet we bring them all the time. And then in addition to we get knocked out of our run gaps in the running game. And I going back to last year, last thought on the subject – I think that we blitz those guys, Marist in particular, so often, especially when he's in the box, when he's playing off the ball, Will Linebacker, because he doesn't know what he's looking at. So it's just you just shoot him, fire him. Yep. He, uh, he can't read it on the fly. Appreciate um, the uh, super chat. Just ND Gal. Uh, I appreciate the thought here with the $9 super chat. Really appreciate that. Saying that Notre Dame's number nine again. Uh, can Notre Dame can keep this game close. And then our kicker's better than uh, OSU's kicker, uh, Spencer Schrader, for the win. So, so I love I like the it. I love the super chat, Just ND Gal. And I called you sweetheart a couple weeks ago, and I apologize for that. I was like, poor form, Mike, um, in hindsight. So I apologize for that. But I'm watching this game, uh, the uh, NC State game, at this little cabin up there in the north woods of Wisconsin – on a 32-inch Magna box, right? Not the best setup to watch the game. And whatever, we had, our, we had our kicker boom a kick. I forget the distance. 
And my dad looks to me and he goes, that kid's going to win us a game. And I'm mm. like, I, I think, I think between the two of you, I think you might be onto something. I could see it. It's fun. It's fun to think about. I wish you called me sweetheart. <clears throat> oh boy, dude. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> Susan, appreciate the 999. Uh, who needs to be the Notre Dame moneymaker against Ohio State, Mike? So Susan's asking who needs to be money, right? Yeah. Speaking of Vince Vaughn, who's got to show up? Who's got to be money? She says, that's okay, Goolsby. You're a nice guy. So. Um, I think I'm going to go back to, gosh, defensively, Riley Mills has got to step up and show up. And I think Cam Hart, man, I mean, what an opportunity for him to go put some money in his pocket. Mm-hmm. That's defensively. And then just overall, I would love to be on the plus side in the turnover battle. And, and on the offensive side of the ball, I'm not optimistic about our interior line. I'm just not. I'm just not optimistic about it. So in that regard, pass catchers have got to make a play. We talked about this going into the season, Singer. You know, don't put this all on Sam. The guys around them have got to step up and go compete to make a catch. I think that Holden stays. And I think that Chris Tyree present the best opportunity for us to, like, get a mismatch in terms of, like, can this Tommy Eichenberger, who sounds like a 1940s, you know, bare-knuckle boxer, I don't think he can match up with Holden stays athletically. I don't. So if there's a third and clutch, something like that, I can I can envision a hold and stay shaking loose. I can. Hartman and uh, Ben Morrison. There you go. That's for mine. Okay. Ben Morrison's got the toughest matchup. You know, you would assume he's gonna be uh, well, he doesn't travel, water. right? He doesn't travel, so he's gonna he's stay. Not, yeah. So that's why I talk about Cam Hart. Yeah. We've been talking about Cam Hart in here for a couple years, and it's kind of like he's good. But it's like, man, go have yeah. your Eric says if if Cam Hart touched down Marvin Harrison Jr., was that due to his draft stock? It goes up. Because yeah, <laughs> like I said, Cam, brother, you're going hell, you got a better podcast than we do. You know, you're <laughs> going to the league. You got the measurables, you've got the length, you've got the speed. And it's like, go put some money in your pocket, go jump up a couple rounds. I mean, like 40% of players drafted are defensive backs, anyways. I love yeah, it. That's statistical. Folks, please hit that thumbs up if you have not done so yet. Um, subscribe to our channel. We always get like 40, 50 new subscribers on all these videos. It's really cool. And of course, it's 100% free. So please do that. Um, just, you don't miss any of our videos. You know, you get notification or whatever. It recommends our videos more on your on your page. Uh, one more super chat and then one more question. I think we'll sign off the show perfectly. Mike? Says, agree with Goolsby that Ohio State will play straight up. Sam took a lot of time on some versus Central Michigan. Think he missed some open guys. Need quick throw Saturday. I'm going to kind of defer to what Tim Hyde had to say about this. And it's just funny how, you know, whatever lens you look at things through. And it concerned Tim that Sam had to hold the ball against the central Michigan. So on one hand, it's like, damn, look at how great our pass pro held up. But on the flip side, that means that nobody's getting open to catch, to catch the ball. 
So, um, you think it's more? Go ahead. You think it's more of no one's getting open, or Sam's just not seeing them? What's I would say that nobody's getting open. I mean, some some of those. It's always tough to watch from the television copy. But like you know, Sam went through his progression. I don't imagine he's going to have that time to go through one, two, three, and then he would hit his check down or whatever. So yeah, like I do agree, the quick throws. But Sam's not the type of kid you're going to have to get comfortable, get him, you know, kind of lubed up and into the flow of the game. I don't see that with Sam. Um, but, yeah, somebody's going to have to, like, run and catch. I mean, I can see a Jaden Thomas having some yak yardage. Tyree, of course. Um, but, gosh, it's – I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Tim Hyde's been talking about it since, you know, the day I was born in this game, so – um, and uh, this is the perfect comment uh, to wrap this up, Mike. Goolsby, do you like Notre Dame for this win Saturday? What's the line, um, Singer? Isn't it two three. and a half? Yeah, yeah, two and a half, three. Yeah, let's go for Let's say Notre Dame's going to win. What's the over-under, Mike? You degenerate. What is it? Let me get the I correct you know. on it. You know what, if Mike? I had a handicap, but I'd say whatever. If I had a, I don't, and I don't know, I would say 50, 51. Say that again. 54 and a half. Oh, I'm taking the under. I think, I think the fourth, I could, I think we could get out of the first quarter. uh, Zero up. I think it could be zeros across the board coming out of the fourth quarter, just because of the nature of the game. All right. I'll I'll take Andy to win for the social media clip that you'll certainly see this week. Can you give me 45 seconds on your, uh, your game prediction? Give me the score and uh no, I'm gonna give you something else. All right, go ahead. Give me 45 seconds. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hang on. Yeah, this Notre Dame Ohio State game is massive, singer. Mm. And it's fascinating because Ohio State's got this new quarterback. Oh, Alabama doesn't know who their quarterback is. Georgia's breaking in a new quarterback. Clemson's kind of on the downside. You know, um, it's a, it's just such a pivotal game for the program because we have a quarterback and all of your other name brand marquee programs don't necessarily. So what an opportunity for us to kind of step out onto that national stage and grab some of that attention that we've all wanted for so long. Okay. How's I like that? it. You got a score prediction? I'm no good at that, but I would say, uh, I mean, I'm talking – Like yeah, like a twenty-eight, twenty-four, something like that. I mean, I think it's, I think it's. Does that hit? Does that give me to my under? Yeah, it does. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. I just don't see it going into the thirties. I don't. And you like Notre? If Dame it Dame. does. I don't think that's great for us. The Notre Dame twenty-eight, twenty-four. Sure. There you go. All right, Mr. Goolsby, coming to a social media platform near you. Okay. Any final thoughts, my friend? Give, let's. I want a show, and the people want it. Damn it! Let's get a me and Hyde show this week. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna come on your Wednesday show or something. Ooh, I'm, I mean, I'm up for whatever. But yeah, let's. I want to talk to Tim live before this game, please. Inject that into my veins. Let's do what it. What a creep! You are such a creep tonight. But yeah, let's and, do it. Yeah, inject that into my veins. Like you've never heard that. No, saying that's no, it's just a saying. Just in, like you hear something you like, just dude, just inject that into my veins. I want more of that. 
That sounds good. That's intense. Yeah. That's intense. But yeah, I think let's do that. And then uh, I don't know if we have any ideas about if I'm going to be at the game, I'd love to do something live, like a live feed from the field or something like that. Because I've got a field pass. So what's Ooh. the best way for us to capture that energy, that pre-kickoff energy, and give it to our uh, audience? Because that would be, be a missed opportunity, dude, if we didn't do something. Yeah. That, that, I'll have to brainstorm that. So, yeah. I'll have to think about that. All right. Drop a comment if you got an idea. Seriously. Yeah, please do. Um, Singer, please come up with some question to get hide and ghouls be ready to kill each other. Let's talk about Marist because Tim likes Marist and Cam Tim Hart. does, yeah. So yeah, no, Tim. Tim does a tremendous job of breaking down the tape, and like he understands the assignment. And I'm sitting there going, "So do I." But like at a certain point, and maybe that's Tim's military background. Like it's like you do your job, but it's like okay, the ball's over here. Mara stopped. I think it was Central Michigan's second touchdown, inside handoff. Marist is running to the band. And it's like, what could you possibly be looking at? I just don't understand it. It's not the first time we've seen it. Looks a lot better this year, but if I'm Ohio State, I'm running it right down our throat. I'm going to play us straight up. All right. Well, folks, that's going to put a bow on today's show. Hit that thumbs up. Of course, if you have it, it's Podcast Science. Appreciate you. Blueandgold.com will be your home uh, for Notre Dame coverage this week. Um, I mean, it's a major, 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 major recruiting weekend. Um, so you're going to want to read up on all the stories there. Uh, Gold Standard Monday, late morning. You're going to want to read that as well on our website. Kind of the recruiting intel from this past weekend with a huge 2025 quarterback on campus who very well could end up committing to Notre Dame. And Mike, I need to send you this kid's tape hmm. and you need to tell me who you think he plays like because that, I think uh, the name might... Uh, You'll, you'll watch it, and you'll be like, all right, I know where Singer's going with this. Yeah, um, to me. All right, I'll, I'll do watch that the tape. as soon as we get off of here. But all right, folks, we will catch you guys next time. So Goolsby says he wants to join Wednesday, so we're going to have oh, Goolsby on the, Wednesday Is this night. the quarterback you're talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a Buckner clone. He's a Buckner clone, dude. He's it's a crazy. Buckner. I've already seen the film. Yeah, okay. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, Bear, that Bear Buckmeyer. Yeah, he is a, he is a Bear Buckner. Buckmeyer. It even sounds <laughs> Buckmeyer. He's a, Buckmeyer. He is a, he is yeah, a yeah. Buckner clone. Yeah, he I is. mean, in terms of the tape. Yeah, very, very similar play style. Um, if I if I could do like a clipping, some of the – because I remember Buckner's junior tape so well. Like some of the clips from Bachmeyer's tape, I could go and compare it to be like, look at this play and you tell me this does not look exactly like what Buckner did. It's almost like Bachmeyer like watched Buckner have a lot you, growing have up. Have you like, ever seen that somebody did a masterful editing job of – it was MJ and it was Kobe and they kind yeah, of spliced. stuff like that. It would be yep. stuff, something like that. I mean, whoever did that editing I and mean, that video is incredible. But yeah, I could totally see what you're saying. Yeah, Clontarf wants more with Goolsby. Um, listen, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Um, I, I just can't do too long of shows, dude. Didn't you stretch before you came on? <laughs> A little bit. But anyways, all right, folks, that's gonna end this show. Appreciate you all. Hit that thumbs up if you have not yet, uh, and we will catch you guys next time.